on the track. All right, this is Popcorn and Naysayers. I am with Morgan. Say hi, Morgan. Hello. I'm with Morgan because we just finished watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we are here to review it. Morgan, first off, let's just get your first thoughts on it. Um, It was more what I expected from Marvel. Um, after WandaVision, I had low hopes because I had no idea what to expect anymore, and this really... Um, met my expectations. Now, Morgan is a person. I she likes I am mainstream. A person. Yes, she is a person, but she likes mainstream more than abstract. And I found that out because we've watched both Marvel shows together. Um, she didn't really grab on to WandaVision as much. As, oh, I grabbed on, but I did not enjoy she it. She didn't enjoy it because it was abstract. But Falcon Winter Soldier, um, is a lot more Marvel approach to it. Because of that, I came into it pretty skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I, Marvel has become super formulaic um, as to how they put out their movies and how their movies are structured. This one was pretty much not that, though. I feel like this one was pretty untraditional as far as villains go and as far as, far as motives go. What do you think? What did you think about Carly Morgenthau? I didn't like her. I'm not going to lie. So Carly Morgenthau is the bad guy in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um they did something where she had this, had motives that you could understand. Her and her group, they were called the Red Hand. They were supposed to be this little terrorist group. They had a motive that wasn't evil. They're, they they weren't trying to destroy the world, but they weren't going about that motive very well. Um, so you wanted way. her to be more aggressive, more violent. No, I was getting there. Thank you very much. But I, um, the thing that I didn't like about her was her and her crew i genuinely did not care when they were there i because their their motives weren't um like they weren't even like bad i had a hard time understanding and then caring about that because they i mean they just kind of seemed like people that were just doing some weird stuff um what do you think you you really liked carly though i did like her i think she was less of a stereotypical villain yeah um, I thought she was more, she was easy to relate to, which is kind of hard to relate to some villains, but she seemed like a normal girl that was trying to get stuff done. And I think she was easier to relate to, um, and easier to watch because of that. Yeah. And she, I mean, she did some cool stuff and there were some times when I, I was like, okay, I can relate to her. I don't know something about her. I just didn't really care. Maybe she was overshadowed because the surprise hero for me in those earlier episodes was the relationship between Baron Zemo, Bucky, and uh, Sam. I thought that stuff was great. That was all very interesting. It was an interesting dynamic because of how Baron Zemo used to control Bucky. And the very last time you saw them on screen together was 2016's Captain America Civil War. And uh, you didn't really get a, like, you got a real sense that Bucky was still trying to fight that. I mean, how weird would that be to have somebody that brainwashed you, controlled you, be like, you have to work with him now. I thought that was pretty interesting. What did you think about Zemo in this one? I actually thought Zemo and the other villains in this show kind of overshadowed Carly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was a little bit confused on some of the plot things going on because there were just so many antagonists. Well, there was a lot of antagonists and they all like had different things going on. 
the like you said, the other antagonists in the show definitely overshadowed Carly and Carly and her band when th- that that whole thing is resolved last. So first you go through that bad Captain America guy and then there's Zemo, then there's the the power broker whatever they were talking about. There was all that stuff first. Meanwhile, Carly and her bad guys are on the back seat and then at the very end that stuff is resolved. So by the time I feel like by the time you get to resolve that kind of thing, it's just kind of like she's like the fourth or fifth villain mm-hmm. in the show that they had line, already you know taken I mean? care of everybody else. Yeah. And- it was an interesting show politically though. I feel like they, they tried to do a lot of things political uh, with it. Sometimes it was a little heavy handed. I was like, all right, it did get right. a little bit heavy. I was like, there. okay. I you know, know they I mean? had uh, good intentions, but it got a little bit too much. Yeah. I just feel like there was some parts where I was like, all right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? I know there's a lot of current issues with it going on and shows are wanting to do that so that they can, I don't know, kind of work their opinion into it. And it's very, the thing that it's very um, untraditional of Disney in this show is first off, they're, they're putting their political views out there. That's not something Disney does a lot because Disney is the cookie cutter. Like, you know, they like to, Mm-hmm. Stick to the formula so that these kind of things don't happen. People that act in Disney things get fired for these kind of things, for saying these things online. Just like that one girl from The Mandalorian, uh, that one, she's, I, I don't know what her name is, but she's like that ex-stormtrooper lady and she got fired from Disney because she vo- uh, vo- vocalized some uh, confrontational type views on her st- on her social media. That kind of thing. Uh, gets Di- Disney doesn't like that. They like to well, stick I to the Well, I think it rules. was because Disney disagreed with her. Do you really think so? Yes, and I think that's why she got fired. I think Disney's realizing how big of a platform that they have, and they want to use that platform to make a difference. And if one of their actors has like doesn't agree with their opinions, they don't work well together. Yeah, that and you should have seen what she was saying, though. Like, some of it, I was like, okay, you know what I mean? But either way, that kind of thing, Disney just isn't really like accustomed to. So seeing them be really, really political all of a sudden was pretty jarring. At kind of a points. shock. It was. Um, and it worked sometimes. Sometimes I was like, all right, moving on. We get the point. We get the point. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, the show, I feel like overall was really well done. I really liked the aspect of it being difficult to carry on the Captain America mantle because I don't know about you, Morgan, but when I was watching Endgame and he just handed the shield to Sam, I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if, like, why Steve picked Sam or why Steve didn't pick Bucky. But this show, one of my favorite things it did was explain that, explain why Steve picked Sam. And you really, at the end of the show, you realize why Sam is Sam and Bucky is Bucky. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? What do you yeah, think? I think they did a really good job explaining that whole scenario and why those things happened. So it really allowed me to connect it back to Endgame and kind of helped me get some closure there. Um, at the end of Endgame, I wasn't really following uh, the Falcon. Like, I, I didn't have a great connection with him. I didn't, I wasn't really that interested in him. But this show really um, piqued my interest in both the Falcon and Bucky. I know that you were a fan of Bucky before, but I was a fan of Bucky. Yeah. This show, um, made me realize how awesome those two guys actually are. Well, they've always had the, I mean, naturally they'll have the backseat in the MCU because they're, I mean, Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, Thor, these are huge heroes. 
And I, you know, you don't really get a lot of time for the Falcon or the Winter Soldier or, or these minor characters that are like sort of there. And I feel like this show did a really good job of magnifying that. I'm actually really excited to see what else Marvel comes up with because it's really allowed me to see more into these backseat superheroes um, that we didn't get to see much of before in the movies. Well, it's proved that these heroes can kind of hold their own. You know what I mean? Like the only time we've seen these kind of heroes were back on Captain America, those movies, because that's Captain America. They were the minor characters of that. This kind of showed that they, I, I was skeptical of it when it, when I first saw the title of the show, I was like, who's going to want to see a show about the Falcon and the winter soldier? You know what I mean? Like that's, but I mean, they can hold their own in a show. And I feel like where the, the show was really strong, um, was the emotional moments of it. I don't know if you, feel that but like i don't know just spending time with bucky he had a lot to process um and a lot to go through and you really get the sense that somebody's been toying with his mind for the last 100 plus years and he has to deal with that i think this show really showed us into the mind of some of these people and the character development was amazing i loved how much character development there was um, especially towards the end yeah it was amazing it was really good because I feel like these Marvel shows do what you can't really do in a movie, which is take time to develop the characters and sit there. And like, I mean, what a couple of the episodes, they were like building a boat. There was a lot of conversations going on that you really wouldn't see in a movie. So I was I didn't know what to expect when Disney started announcing all of these little movies, these side projects. I thought it was a cash grab. I'm not going to lie. And I, I bet a lot of them could be in the future. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's really nice to see a show that takes the time that puts in the work with the characters that makes you develop, you know, like just sort of feelings towards characters. You know what they're going through. They're going through everyday things like grief and anger and, you know, fear now, and things like that. Now when I see these characters come up in a new movie, I'm going to be way more likely to watch that movie because I have a connection to those characters. And that is exactly what they wanted to do in that in that show. So overall, Morgan, what would you rate the show? I'd give it a 7.5 to an 8. All right, I was gonna give it an eight, so we are going to rate that an eight out of 10. If you haven't seen Falcon Winter Soldier, it is worth the wait, it is worth the watch. Go and watch it. And that is it for this episode of Popcorn and Naysayers. Thank you for joining me, Morgan. Thank you for having me. All right, we will see you next time.